Are you the next monarch? Or merely a pawn of fate? Bearer of the curse, I will remain by your side till this frail hope shatters. Take this with you. May it ease your journey. Go on and see the king. He who made Drangleg what it once was. He who peered at the essence of the soul. King Vendrick. Bearer of the curse, seek misery. For misery will lead you to greater, stronger souls. You will never meet the king with a soul so frail and pallid. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good. That's that's good. That sounds uh, sounds good. I so, wanted to use like the weird '70s voice because <laughs> literally pre-recording, we just spent 40 minutes talking about sex. Yeah, and then you helped me bread something I'm cooking. I think we always do, though. I think that's the precursor to every episode. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just before you turn t- on episode, <laughs> just think about. Us talking about sex for forty minutes. Yeah, that's that's basically. And the life, thing I is, think. we don't even repeat topics. It's been new every time. No, yeah, just like what's the meta? Like, what are the <laughs> what are the advanced <laughs> strats right now? Uh, how how has it developed over time? If the like meta that. is not actually bad, dragon, I would be surprised because <laughs> the internet has definitely skewed my opinion on that. I don't even know what that is, but. <laughs> I'm just going to smile wryly at you. <laughs> All right. I'll just, As we go into our topic. Dark Souls 2. 2. 2. Dark Souls 2, which is the second entry in the Dark Souls series. Yeah, I was going to say the continuation of Dark Souls series, mm-hmm. but that doesn't feel right. Yeah. Because um, if you look at Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 and where they take place, mm-hmm. it's different. Right. Uh, but there are tie-ins two dark souls one where it's like hey same same universe got some stuff going on um, I, I would basically describe it most like it's the dark souls of dark souls for dark souls i feel like the third one is redundant <laughs> um, in what way i guess yeah i didn't have a follow-up for that it was just the joke oh uh, but uh thank you for your time so dark souls one in brief was its own kind of standalone thing dark souls 2 does not necessarily continue a plot per se but chronologically you find out in like new game plus that things are related um but you don't go to like the same areas you don't fight the same bosses it's a uh, entirely distinct experience with some new mechanics added yeah it is definitely distinct yeah and um I we'll we'll see if we get to it, but uh, there's there's a lot of differences between the games. Uh, evaluating Dark Souls Two on its own, though, I think it's um, it starts off pretty pretty solid in uh, things betwixt. I say pretty solid, but honestly, how do you know what a start off is, right? I so full full squinty eyes to your statement because yeah. I want to preface with uh, I came into this game with a severe bias mm-hmm. because I had played one. I had played three, and I was like, I heard bad things about two. So, yeah. okay, I'll check it out. Drunk at a land party. And I played through some of it, and it turned me off initially. Mm-hmm. So when we went back to play through for this recording, uh, had a lot of negative emotions going in. Yeah. But it did improve over time and then kind of fall off again. 
I but think... as a standalone, are you saying like if you had never played one or three, you had just experienced this game, Dark Souls Two, that came out? Yeah, I think I think it would be a solid experience. And I think for some of this, like a lot of times, we have the same opinion on games with a couple kind of like distinctions. I'm actually a pretty big fan of Dark Souls Two. Um, not necessarily hugely within the Dark Souls series because three was amazing for its own reasons. One is the classic experience that drew us all in, the reason mm-hmm. that we cared about Dark Souls 2, right? But uh, 2 also tried a lot of really interesting things and succeeded in a lot of it. And the improvements in 3 all just come from 2, but most of them do. Not all of them. Yeah, think... Some of them come from Bloodborne. <laughs> I think if we're going chronologically, Dark Souls 1 is the your elementary school years Mm -hmm. like you have good parents good home life you're learning you're a good kid and you got the basics down right Right. Uh and then dark souls 2 is your teenage years where you're like i'll totally sniff coke off of someone's boner (laughs) type thing is that were those your teenage years dave (laughs) anyway it was wildly out there in comparison yeah because like you said they were trying so many new things which were based off of some criticism from dark souls 1 Mm-hmm. and then dark souls 3 is like okay i've learned from my life experiences i'll draw from a little bit here a little bit there it's the maturing of the series really yeah which is why they they kind of capped it off there i would agree with that they tried a lot of things that were beneficial and non-beneficial in dark souls 2 which um we can kind of get into we so we played uh not the entire game co-op but we beat a lot of bosses in co-op um it's really tough to play through Dark Souls. Well, it's not necessarily tough. It's time-consuming. Oh, my God. Is it time-consuming? I looked up how many <laughs> bosses we had left at a point. And it was still like 24. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I have a full tally, and it's it's a lot. There's way more bosses in Dark Souls 2 than any other Dark Souls. But I was going to say, it's time-consuming to play through in co-op fully, like area by area, where mm-hmm. it's just like, I'll summon you in at the beginning of the area. Go to the next bonfire. Okay, bye. I mean, I'll you got we're also... At that point, like you're doubling up everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're helping the person clear. And that's that's a lot of content. And Dark Souls 2. So we played, for clarification, we played Scholar of the First Sin Edition. Yeah. I had never played the original version. So this is my only experience with it for both times. And it's it's pretty brutal near the start. It doesn't have like a soft lead up. Like, um, so one has like the full on tutorial area. It gives you plenty of time to figure everything out. Uh, two also has a tutorial area, but you can skip it by just running forward, <laughs> like all of the fog walls and things betwixt. Um, yeah, and that's a nice option, for sure. Though it's not like the tutorials are ever super intense. It's like if you've never played a Dark Souls, here's game. how you backstab one person. Here's how you kick somebody off an edge. Yeah, here's how you jump. Here's how you block and the jump. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're all absolutely essential, essential to know how to do, and none of them matter if you've played any other Souls like. Yes. Um, so, or Souls game, I guess, <laughs> not just Souls like, but yeah. Um, so they all kind of have that. Dark Souls Three has very low, like the tutorial section where you're getting through all those basics, and then here's the, your hard stop. Here's like a boss. Here is your blocker. You cannot proceed even into co-op unless you've cleared that. Dark Souls Two doesn't do that. They've got like they let you immediately jump into really tough enemies that can tear you apart. Um, as soon as you're out of the tutorial, you can go to like Hyde's Tower of Flame. 
which is a huge, huge fan of that. And in Scholar, it's a very brutal area. Um, and it's got like a bunch of stone giants. It is visually very nice. It's got like a bunch of water below. You're on these ruinous what, towers. Yeah. Anytime you have, I wasn't going to say ruinous towers, but that's probably the best phrase to say. <laughs> anytime you have like destroyed ancient architecture. Yeah. And it's just kind of surrounded by water. It's very scenic and peaceful and looks kind of like a faded grandiose vibe to it, which is mm-hmm. nice. And then you have these, as you said, stone giants. But also disclaimer, I suck at Dark Souls. The way I get through is aggression and brute force from yeah. time. Mm-hmm. But it felt like a lot of their attacks would take all of your health. Yes. Yeah. Or most of it. And then their arcs would sweep much bigger than I would expect. Mm-hmm. And then the duration of the hitbox and like how many iframes you have for a dodge versus what I got used to with Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Which is in comparison very forgiving. Yes. Yeah. Those are those are in some of the comparisons later, but the um your stamina region in Dark Souls 3 is much, much higher. So you're committed to and you can also buffer uh actions, which you can't do in two. Um so in Dark Souls 3 it feels more like a fighting game. And in Dark Souls 2 if you run out of stamina, you can't block, you can't dodge or something like that. That's um, a much easier situation to find yourself in. You have to like requisition your stamina for how you plan the fight to go out. It's almost a little bit more like a RuneScape, mm-hmm. where you kind of like go in for an attack, and then you're like, "I'm gonna back up for a good ten seconds." Yeah, I'm gonna come back in. Yeah, because if you don't, um, for a lot of these enemies, you do get punished. Yeah, I think the giants in particular, one of their their second uh, combo attacks off of their primary swing is they'll do like a horizontal swipe mm-hmm. that like covers uh, significantly more than like 90 degrees in front of them in either side. So you get hit by that arc and it's just like, ah, and I'm dead or something like that. You can't just come in from the side and wail on them. Um, they're very punishing for early game enemies and Dark yeah, Souls Yeah, because you haven't really invested a lot in souls to, oh, my health is higher yes. or I have more stamina to work with or something else. And it's fair that, like, most people will probably visit this area, like, second. There is some, um, as far as which games are open, Dark Souls 1 was the most open. Dark Souls 2 has uh, a lot less variation in, like, where you can go from the start. But there's several areas you can. And Dark Souls 3 is the most constrained. Um, But uh, this is likely to be an early area that you access. Probably not your first. That would be, like... Force of the Giants. Force of the Giants, typically. Yeah. Yeah. Fallen Giants. That's what it is, yeah. Something about Giants and forests and things. It's a forest. It's not particularly noteworthy. There's like... It's just kind of skeleton bro enemies. Yeah. There's... um. It's all fairly basic. It's mostly like undead. Forest of Fallen Giants. You got it. And hey. uh, um, there's like a couple... Uh, kind of like leap of faith things there's an there's an early bonfire and then like a ledge you can climb up like a section of the wall um and then jump off of to try to like get an item uh further down and that's your first like death bait area in dark souls where it's like unless you get the jump exactly right you're like guaranteed to die right back to bonfire um as dark souls dark souls will have those forever right um but the area itself isn't too inherently challenging there is like a big um uh it's almost like a, a rhinoceros without a horn on its hind legs is what it looks like to me uh or a hippo 
hippo would be even closer. Yeah. Kind of like a giant hippo thing. That's also one of those things, and they have another one in Things Betwixt. Yes. Where it's like a fucking fountain of health. Mm-hmm. It's so beefy, and you're like, I don't deal damage. And then if you kill it, you get a thousand souls. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're like, awesome, that was a good ten minutes. Yeah, they're, they're really rough. And I we're, like I said, I don't remember too much prior to Scholar. I know Scholar added those outside of Things Betwixt. Um, so that area didn't originally have that big guy. Uh, but that that level is the closer thing to something like Undead Burg or Undead Parish, where you're mostly like dealing with undead um, and pr- kind of predictable progression as you're moving from area to area. Clear the area, find out where you're going to yeah. get shot from, move forward, dodge the firebombs that exists here and in one. Um, but there's there's some mix-ups, right? Like, so there's in particular, I'm talking about uh, the pursuer. Which hits you, like, midway through this area, I'd say. Yeah. It's kind of like a, hey, you're going about learning some shit in the basic area. Mm-hmm. And then you have a giant knight. Be like, I'm going to fuck your shit up. And you're like, please, no. Yeah. And anytime the pursuer is, like, an interesting foe because he has his own distinct boss fight you can challenge later. But it doesn't matter if you beat him. He'll always chase you through the rest of the game and like, special areas. Mm-hmm. And anytime that it's not his boss fight, which has this cool anime opening where he like throws his sword down, lands into the ground. But he, he throws it down while he's being carried in by like a fucking giant eagle. Yeah. And then he jumps down, lands next to it. He's like, oh, did I drop this? Picks it up. And his eyes glow red. Just boom. Like, <laughs> like visor activated. So it's a freaking awesome intro to a boss fight. But all the times he'll invade you outside of Forest of the Giants, he just uh, like... Uh, like teleports in from below the ground basically like well how would you describe that i'm trying to think of another medium where someone arrives below the ground they well vertically to be fair all the let's say don't the phantoms kind of like oh. like kind of get risen from the seal oh yes yeah that's right or the uh the soapstone text yeah uh so i don't even need to go to a different game <laughs> um, in this game yes there are examples of it but um He'll show up like in completely random areas where you have other goals and things on your mind. You're just like round a corner. This is a kind of open area. You know, it's kind of nice. He'll so, sip some Estes and then pursuer just rises from the earth. You're like, oh no. <laughs> I only ended up seeing him, I think, one other time in my playthrough though. Yeah. Like the explicit boss fight. Um, in Force of the Fallen Giants, there's like a very large square area. And I was like, yep. <laughs> and then there's once in. The other, what's the tower one? Lost Bastille. Lost Bastille, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's below the bridge, you can. Like, yeah, and because I like, went to go grab two items I saw there, which were not necessarily worth it, but I was like, it's, oh, we'll check it out. It's pursuer bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he he's an interesting character. Anytime you encounter him and it's not in the boss fight, though, so like all Dark Souls games, once you challenge a boss, you're stuck in that fight. Um, pursuer, you can just run away from. He'll just desummon, he'll descend back into the earth, and then find you later <laughs> he's kind of like guarding those areas yeah um, so wait can you talk between areas like you go to the pursuer area mm-hmm. and he's like all right let's go and you leave and he's like okay never mind you come back and you're like all right let's go you <laughs> yeah. leave he's like okay never mind yeah he'll you can resummon him i think you have to reset with the bonfire i believe but um you can return to that area and he'll he'll pop out again and if you beat him and you don't leave his like circle of engagement his mm-hmm. battle arena um, then you just you get the soul payout for 
for killing him, which you know is cool, and you get to feel cool because you're like, hey, I'm kicking this guy's butt. But uh, completely optional. He's just there to punish the unwary and remind you that you're being hunted, basically. Um, but he's cool. He's he's uh, the secondary boss kind of. You'll encounter him uh, after the first main boss of the game, which is the last giant, which is a big giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not anything really to write home about because no. it's a typical fight where it's, hey, this guy's like 20 stories tall. You're like, cool. I'm just going to stab him in the ankles a bunch and dodge like the big sweeping attacks. Yeah. But I know the, I know the butt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know the butt. I know the butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at a point, if you get his health low enough, uh, he will rip off one of his arms to use as a weapon. Yep. And he's like, I'm trying. I've tried double hits. I've tried the Kimbo arms. I'm now <laughs> trying the double length arm. And he starts like swinging at the ground, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And um, this game has a lot of co-op summons, uh, NPC summons mm-hmm. that you can bring in. Um, I think there's definitely very few or a lot fewer people playing when we did our playthrough but there was if i was um fully human which is the requirement to summon people in just like dark souls 1 just like dark souls 3 um they're all over the place for bosses i think um in dark souls 1 there was a limitation on how many people you could have in your game at a time as far as phantoms were concerned yeah um i think it was two co-op i believe and I think you could have like a phantom and a friend. That's right, yeah. Because you'd have Solaire plus whoever your, yeah. <laughs> your friend is. Because we definitely did that for gargles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can remember Listering gargles. Of that? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, in this one you can have at least three for sure. I think it's up to three. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's up to three. Um, so you can like grab two NPCs and then a player and be like, all right, NPCs, go tank. And then just your, you and your player buddy are just wailing on this guy. Yeah. And I like that for this playthrough because I didn't care, give a fuck about the Dark Souls 2 story, mm-hmm. if you can even call it that. Yeah. It I mean, very, I, I would, but we're taking we're taking yeah. opposite opinions. Here. My, my thought is that the whole thing is kind of disjointed. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. I'd have to explicitly look for everything and read every item description to infer oh this or watch the body videos right <laughs> yeah the body's always like a nice nice cheat there mm-hmm. forgot what i was saying oh but button. it was nice to have those summons be like i just want to clear the boss for sake of clearing the boss yes i'll go through the areas do whatever i got to do mm-hmm. on my own merits but i i don't want to suffer through a thing yeah i think that uh the the raise in difficulty that they applied to a lot of areas with scholar especially the early game areas make those areas themselves significantly more challenging than the bosses if you're willing to use summons. You're just like, well, I use the summon, so this boss really isn't going to be too much of a problem as long as I take the the Dark Souls strategy of spend the first minute of the fight figuring out what in the world this boss does yeah. instead of just running in and dying. And uh, then you just punish and uh, it, roll, attack, pull back, roll, attack, pull back. This game has more pulling back because of the stamina region but it's the same strategy as like any of the traditional dark souls bosses don't get hit hit <laughs> i should probably implement that strategy <laughs> but um yeah it's kind of just it's a solid uh, opening area you get access to your first shop um and the old lady can't remember her name doesn't really matter um and Dark Souls 2 was the first one that out, right out the gate you can work between any bonfire. You don't need a Lord uh, Lord Vessel. Yeah. So, Which is 
as we discussed before, it's nice in a way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it got to be a bit of a pain in the ass to run around in Dark Souls 1 yeah. from point A to point B. But you're like, I understand where everything is and how the world is connected. Mm-hmm. But it felt really badass when you had the Lord Vessel. You're like, I'm now fucking God. Yes, yeah. Like, you're not God. You're just consensually <laughs> doing him. <laughs> and then here is just like, I'm going to go from point A to point B. Because it didn't necessarily directly connect mm-hmm. certain places were just different areas yeah that if you it, ended up warping to by some means if they didn't give you the warp the game it, i would have applied it as a con to the game for this one if the areas were yeah. intact because they're so far apart like it's much bigger usually general. if you look at an, a um a map of dark souls one you can almost fit the entire thing inside like an egg-shaped sphere because all of the areas are connected vertically um, as well as like horizontally um, like that is your progression and anything beyond that is already at the point where you would have really had the lord vessel rest in peace to everybody who ended up in tomb of the giants before getting the lord vessel but <laughs> that's an experience in itself <laughs> um yeah because you couldn't you yeah you can get stuck down there basically just get pegged by the giants this is a this is dark souls one thing but uh, you avoid that entirely in two by giving them the warp ability immediately. Concession. Uh, they don't run between areas nearly as much to solidify those connections in their head. Yeah. Where that would fit in a sphere, this one's more like flat. Like the areas just go out yeah. very far in multiple directions because they made that concession immediately. Also, all of the areas feel very distinct. Mm-hmm. Like Hyde's Tower of Flame is wildly different from a forest you were in yeah that had like a castle every area feels very different and looks different and doesn't seem connected in any way shape or form yeah you're just like you accept oh i'm on this stage now it's mm-hmm. a different thing and they do have a we haven't talked about majula at all that's your connecting kind of like hub world area where as you're like gathering npcs trainers whatever bringing them back shopkeepers um they all come back to Majula once you've like exhausted their dialogue or did their side quest or whatever, right? Um, and it is the closest thing. To, it is definitely the center you branch out from, but the branches go so far that they don't all really connect back to Majula. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just where you always have to go to cash in your souls. Mm-hmm. To the, the Emerald Herald, which is uh, unlike Dark Souls 1 where you could level up at any bonfire, and this, the Emerald Herald, is the character with the ability to like receive your souls and grant you power. And um, she's the one that will say, the line bearer of the curse, many, many times before you beat Dark Souls 2. I really miss Chosen Undead at that point. <laughs> but, um, so, mm-hmm. obviously we don't have time to like, hit through all the areas. Yeah, but... I, I have a list here of everything, and there's Which no is, way. It's a very long list. It's a very long list. What What are some of the, some of the like early game areas that you would kind of stood out to you? Like Huntsman's Cops, I think. I was literally cool. phrasing this question to oh. you, uh-huh. and then you just stole it. You <laughs> stole it. I just stole it so you could have the response. Uh, thank you. Yeah, how was Huntsman's Cops for you? Uh, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the first time I experienced it ever. I think that's as far as I progressed in the gr- in the game on my first playthrough. Yeah, it's very dark forest. There's like a building or two, mm-hmm. um, but there's also these butterflies or moths. Yeah, bugs. That <laughs> they have wings. They <laughs> hang up on the trees, 
And if you walk under them, they'll kind of emit a cloud of poison. In my panic, I crossed a bridge. That sound means it's time for intermission where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. So first section we got here, uh, what you got cooking, Dave? Oh, God, the oven. <laughs> hey, average looking, what you got cooking? <laughs> wow, savage. <laughs> so today's meal, I just happened to be cooking um, as we were recording. Mm-hmm. I blended up some cauliflower, uh, added some cheese, some eggs, some breadcrumbs, some spices, made those into little balls, mm-hmm. put that in the fridge, then rolled that in like some panko and baked it, baked it. Mm-hmm. And like little cheesy cauliflower bites. Yeah, and they were surprisingly fucking awesome. They're really good. I had like five. I had two, but I had I had lunch a little late, so yeah, yeah. They're uh, really solid. I like the marinara also as an idea, kind of like a little bit of a dipping sauce. Yeah, balances it out a little bit. I also like marinara. <laughs> Just yeah, you can't. I hate sauce. <laughs> ah, sauce. Give me that dry pasta. It's so saucy and it gets everywhere. <laughs> I like. For the intermission, I moved my mic. I, really I realized that, way. too. I was like, why is it at the center of the Below table? The That's all right. We'll compress it all. But no, it's, it's really good. Anything else uh, you got, you've cooked recently or maybe cooking plans for next week on your uh, your hiatus between oh, employment? Um, yeah, I got fired. Uh, <laughs> I made some shredded chicken, which is just kind of like in the crock pot. Mm-hmm. Nothing super fancy. Uh, nothing planned yet for next week, yeah. but I'm sure I will subject you to something. Mm-hmm. I know you have the the traditional chef hat. You just like put that on. And you're like, all right, like transform mode, activate in the kitchen, getting stuff done. I think that's how this works. It's just the hat. Just the hat. <laughs> yeah. Most people, it's like naked with the apron. For me, it's just naked in a hat. You've heard you've heard the the like I'm singing in the rain, and Dave just Dave's variant is just I'm cooking in, in the a, nude. Um, <laughs> I you say naked in a hat. Yeah, I'm naked in a hat. Make, make you. <laughs> I'm naked in any hat, yeah. Well, what is something you would want to eat? Like, if you give me, like, a range, I could say, like, maybe I could cook something. This is really tough. Um, honestly, like, asparagus. I feel like I'd go for asparagus. I mean, usually I just kind of <laughs> simmer those with some spices, nothing too crazy. Yeah. How's about uh, next time Sam we do this, I'll... I was going to say some variety of French toast. <laughs> yeah, um, if you put salmon on the French toast, that would yeah. be ideal. It's a nice lox bread <laughs> in between my syrup. Uh, French toast is good, too, though. I don't know if that would go great with asper- asparagus. So if we go the French toast route, I feel like... Do you do powder with the toast? Uh, I have not so far. Hmm, interesting. Like, what I did last time uh, when I made breakfast was typical French toast stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, used a bit of honey bourbon and then some cinnamon and then I also like sauteed some apples ah, yeah. and some like apple cider and whatnot. But I'm thinking you have something like that but you also take some toasted and crushed nuts like almonds and walnuts Yeah, and then kind of spread that with a little bit of honey and then you layer the apples mm. so then you have like the sweet and crunchy you have like the earthy sweet and then you have French toast, which is like a fucking cloud. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I've always had like a, a, bit, a bit of powder like applied to it. Mm-hmm. Recently, you know, more as an adult, I take the cocaine on the side. But <laughs> I mean, I do have a powdered sugar and a sifter. <laughs> like one that you squeeze the hand and it goes 
Oh yeah, I know. Allotment of powder. I like that. it has the uh, the metal bar kind of across the bottom that yeah, yeah, pushes yeah. them off. It's been forever since I saw one of those things, but hmm. baking. And once I was over the bridge, I was greeted by some executioner guy mm -hmm. and some other basic undead ad. The, the guy with the pole axe or the pole arm, right? The uh, the dark. Nah. No. Is this somebody else? Who's the executioner guy that doesn't have a dark weapon? Can I tell my story? Yeah, I'll sorry. Oh, go ahead. So <laughs> I jump off to the side uh, to get away from these guys, mm -hmm. and I get invaded by just like a dark invader, mm -hmm. typical like NPC invasion. Um, and there's either like one or two of them. I might have also been invaded by a player as well. <laughs> and in my panic, I was just running around trees while being poisoned and trying to like snap these life gems to get a heal over time. Yeah. And it, like going back, I'm like, oh, I could have just gone up the hill that way. Made sense. I wouldn't have survived, <laughs> but I could have left the area. Yeah. I was just panicking, like circling like this one tree, like, don't hit me. <laughs> That's so a very Dark Souls experience. <laughs> I do like the area, though. Mm -hmm. Overall, it's not anything super crazy, but it's at least not very open and boxy. Yeah. Where some of them feel very open and boxy or very linear. It does have a nice spread because you can uh, go up the building again across the bridge mm -hmm. for a boss fight or you can go off the other way kind of hug the cliff for another boss fight yeah it's it's got some diversity in comparison they have like i don't think there was that many areas in dark souls one where you had multiple boss fights um in the same area uh this one has a couple uh where you, you fight multiple bosses um and one of them is like entirely optional um the other needs to be completed, but actually, I'm not sure if that's true. These both might be optional. I'm not certain, but uh, in in either case, it could be because I don't remember like what you get from the skeleton lords. That's basically just like a mob encounter where you have to kill four big skeleton guys and uh, three big skeleton guys. Sorry, I can't count. And uh, take one down, pass it around. <laughs> Every time you kill one, it summons a bunch of little skeletons. So if you try to like rush through the fight really quickly, you'll get swamped. Um, eventually, some of them are the uh, the wheels, the wheel skeletons. Oh my God, uh, which is everyone's favorite, I think, from Dark Souls One. So I'm glad they brought those back. Um, but uh, otherwise, it's kind of like a tank and spank classic, classic boss fight. You just got to kite a lot. <laughs> so. I'm also a mage, so I have to kite everything a lot. <laughs> yeah, Jake thankfully went mage, which balanced out my non-range playthrough of just being sexy Dexy, <laughs> where I got a katana, and I'm like, that's me. You put your stats in sex and dex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I seduced, and then I produced Fair. damage upon my enemies. <laughs> I tried to come up with a rhyme in like split second. I was like, eh, yeah. produced? <laughs> Checks out. But I know you were pretty big on the one chariot fight. Oh yeah, yeah. So which is definitely a standout boss fight mechanically compared to most things, which I'll usually categorize as giant humanoid. Yes, uh -huh. giant beast-like thing or dragon. Yeah, an armored guy. That's that's the other one. <laughs> There's not as many necessarily armored guys, but 
You there's, saying like tire size armored guy? They're usually giant armored guys in two. Okay. I think most things in two are, are kind of giant. Um exception of uh like old dragon slayer. But the uh uh executioner's chariot is like a circular area where the chariot goes around quickly. Um it has blades on its wheels, and um if it hits you, you'll take like a ton of damage. There's a bunch of undead. There's necromancers that keep resurrecting the undead. The goal is to make it to the end of the circuit, taking cover um, within uh, nooks, basically, to try to kill the necromancers and not die to the chariot, and then pull a switch that will put down a gate, and the chariot will run into it. The undead, like, on the chariot itself will die, and then you just fight the horses. Um, the problem is, there's a lot of things that can go wrong between the beginning of that process and the end of that process. Yeah. But it's it's an interesting fight. And I always give FromSoft credit when they, like, introduce a secondary win condition in the form of, like, cheesing it. You can think of that as, like, when you bring in summons. That's also kind of a secondary win condition where you're just like, I don't want to beat this boss under, you know, Dark Souls Dark Souls honor rules, right? But in this one, like, if you do enough damage to the chariot itself by, like, hitting it with spells or a bow or whatever as it's circling around your safety mm-hmm. nook... Uh, It'll eventually get low enough in health that it'll fail to jump a broken portion of the map and will we'll fall down like into this hole and just be stuck there on the ledge, like barely gripping on. You just walk up and be like, no, <laughs> kill it. And you're oh, done. you get to fully Lion yeah. King that. Yep. You get to execute. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we should have done that. Had I the patience. <laughs> had I, I the patience. I don't know if I had the spell cast at the time. It would have taken a while. But um, it also... This is entirely optional, but it obstructs one of Dark Souls 2's, which is a lot of possessives and S's. Dark Souls 2's. Dark Souls Souls 2's covenants, which is probably one of the strongest things that 2 did, I think. There's a lot of really cool covenants. I think they usually fall under, like, PvP, Mm -hmm. protect an area, or protect people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's most of them. There's also um, Pilgrims of the Dark, which is the one I joined with my Hexer uh, Sorcery Mage. Um, he's shaking his head. He's just like, I have no, I don't know I enough so about much. Dark Souls 2. I just know that hexes are bad. <laughs> Basically, hexes are faith is used for uh, miracles. Uh, intelligence is used for sorceries. Hexes use both, and they scale off of faith and intelligence. Gotcha. They also look cool and evil, which is awesome. Life on side. <laughs> Jake is an edgelord in these games and in real life. Yes, but mostly these games <laughs> for the purpose of saving rep. Um, I can't even remember what I was talking about. I just started thinking about how cool hexes are. Uh, we were talking about areas and some standout bosses. Yeah, so that that's a cool boss for me because it lets you... You can come at the the approach the problem of the boss fight in different ways maybe you use like those you know those useless skulls you get the alluring skulls yes that i've been picking up since dark souls one and i've never used it's supposed to be a farming (laughs) item typically right (laughs) yeah well like you can throw it and it'll draw enemies to it um you can use that in this boss fight to like draw the skeletons out to where, where they'll get run down by the chariot but i just never use that item so i don't think about that um but i like boss fights that give you that you can Option. approach the problem, yeah. So that's why this one was a standout for me. Was there another uh, area or boss fight that seemed interesting to you in this playthrough? 
I see the names. I'm trying to remember how some of these look. Yeah. Like, we skipped over Belfry Luna entirely. That was just another gargoyle fight. That's all that's there. It's just another gargoyle yeah. fight. It's like, hey, remember Dark Souls 1? What if there was, I'm like, a, I'm six? a gargoyle. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I found interesting is kind of like a pit and gutter. Okay. Yeah. Um, not fun. Not enjoyable, but interesting. Interesting in a, uh, like, uh... I like things that have some verticality mm-hmm. and things that are kind of extra dangerous again here's me being edgy but <laughs> that is what we call it mr danger <laughs> i think it's in the gutter is when you're jumping between like all these rickety wooden platforms with the torch yeah mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool because the whole area is fairly pitch black yes so you're gonna have to go around with the torch but as you go you can light that's a big thing about dark souls too mm-hmm. you can light these sconces along the way um, one day I'll go back and light them all and hope I get an achievement. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> but it's cool to kind of like see your progression, then you maybe you die. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I got this far because you see what the lights are. Mm-hmm. And it kind of loosely helps guide you back to the next area. And then also Black Gulch. Yeah. Which just, it's a fucking dick move where you have yeah. these statues that will shoot poison at you. But... We're being attacked. <laughs> yeah. Take cover. <laughs> That's the fastest chain gun I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you shoot poison at you. If you get hit twice, you're poisoned. Yes. And yeah. poison acts very fast in this game. Yeah. And it's if somewhere you don't between have a way to... toxic and poison in Dark Souls 1. I'd say it's much closer to toxic, actually. Toxic also actually does exist in this game as well, but Seriously. it's very rare and you almost instantly die. <laughs> Praise be that I never found it. <laughs> But it's just, it's not, I'd say it's overly punishing, because when you're in Black Gulch, there's just, like, lines of these statues you have to go through. Mm -hmm. And I had a melee weapon, Mm -hmm. which sucked dick. So at some point... That's an interesting use for a weapon. (laughs) It has, it's a (laughs) multi-purpose. Swiss Army katana. So I had a whip that I got at some point. I'm like, oh, this scales off decks. So I leveled that up. And you saw me, like, Indiana Jonesing these statues. Yeah. The one I was most proud of, there's, like, four statues on a ledge higher, which I swear to God, you can't actually walk up there. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a way. I don't think you can. But you can actually angle your attacks a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's something on the ground I could angle. I almost punched the microphone as I'm making this gesture. <laughs> Just, you feel you the can, impact. <laughs> you can whip the uh, stuff on the ground and break it. Yeah. But also you can kind of angle it up to a degree. So there's four that I always try and, like, line up. And he, like, does, like, the step turn around and then just throws the whip out and it hits four. I'm like, mm. Yeah, I, I remember you just, like, your exaltation, your cry of exaltation when you landed on all these statues. I wasn't even watching. Yeah. I, I did see you, uh, like, whipping the statues and they had, like, Indiana Jones theme kind of pick that up in my it. head. <laughs> but that's the only enjoyable part of that area. Everything else is kind of just overly punishing or shitty. Boom. Sudden silence. <laughs> Our transitions suck. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they're pretty bad. But uh, it is a punishing area. It leads to the rotten, which um, is a, a big hunk of meat, basically. It's like a, a fatter, more comprised of human version of like the butcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The design's interesting. Yeah. But they have fire all around the uh, boss fight area, where it's just like, don't step in this. You're going to take a lot of damage. It uh, doesn't hurt the boss at all, of course, because the game boss. hates you. <laughs> He's a boss. 
Um, but he's actually really fast. So I had like cast a bunch of spells and everything. Dark Orb carried me through most of this game. Uh, but uh, he's fast enough that I can't just reliably kite him and cast a spell. Kite him, cast a spell. It has to be like kite, 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 cast. Kite, 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 cast. Like recharging stamina to run away from him even further. Um, he's a pain. Yeah. Oh. Is there anybody who you particularly liked? Whether it be just like boss design or mechanics, um, that like whole game stands out. Not new area, not anything. No yeah. limitations. I mean, like the, there's there's the go to like immediate go to Looking Glass Night, which is in uh, King's Passage, which is right outside of Dring Lake Castle. Um, really cool. We didn't see his mechanic in this playthrough because I don't know how many people are playing Dark Souls two right now, and we also obliterated him <laughs> as far as damage is concerned. But he's Big armored guy. So, I mean, there you go. Template established for Dark Souls boss, right? Larger guy with sword and shield. Yeah. But it's raining in the boss fight, which is awesome. I love that. There's, like, lightning in the background um, and thunder. It's how you'd want any Highlander fight to be, pretty much. Yes. Uh, and the definitive part of the fight is his, his shield is a giant mirror. Um, and you can get that, actually, with his soul. You can get the mirror shield has a special effect it reflects spells so i'm sitting here casting and like dave will like dive to the left or something out of like the boss's attack so he'll move a little bit turn his shield just a little bit and my spell gets reflected flies off and like kills a bird somewhere or something right um does nothing against the boss uh once you get him low enough though that's when that's when the fun starts he'll slam his shield down into the ground and a invader will break out of it and assist him with the fight um that's badass which is awesome that's so cool and i think if there's no players nearby it'll be an npc but what players found out is if they put down the red sign soapstone different podcast um it will they'll be pulled into the boss fight if they put it down in the surrounding area um and they can actually help the boss that's so cool and there was a uh i remember a story of somebody who would use the pyromancy warmth which like sets an orb down like that just floats there mm-hmm. and heals anything nearby every three seconds for a large amount of health i think the entire spell is four thousand five hundred health if you just are there um so it just sets it on the boss sets it on the boss and destroys players that are like right about to beat this boss because the boss starts getting healed by the invader it pulled in <laughs> it's amazing that's beautifully janky yeah. that's one of the things i've always loved about dark souls as a series it's because so many things like, let's say it's a fairly limited system mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. As far as how you communicate with other players, how you interact with enemies in the game. Mm-hmm. If you played a lot, you learn some things. But when you have limited messages you can leave people, yeah, people leave dumb fucking messages. It's true. <laughs> but So throughout the entirety of Dark Souls 2, as part of scenery, you'd have skeletal remains. Yes. Um... But a lot of them, like, the skeleton might be in, like, a certain position of how that person died in the right. world. And there always be messages like, don't give up, skeleton. Yep. Constantly throughout the entire fucking game. And I loved it so much. I was doing some research for this episode, which I say to make it sound like I, like, put effort into this. Um, and uh, someone was like, hey, should I play Dark Souls 2? And someone gave this, like, paragraph of, you know, differences, whatever, like advice for getting into the game and then the last line was just don't give up skeleton and i was like dang it <laughs> even here on the internet there's even no escape demons now 
Even demons know. Speaking of demons, another boss, uh, Demon of Song, which is, uh, it's not particularly mechanically interesting, I would say, but it's it's the cool, weird design Yeah, fights, I think. It's a giant frog, and you're like, okay, it's a giant frog. Mm-hmm. Frogs make noises like rivets, but sure, it sings. Uh-huh. And then it kind of like rips open its face, and out comes like a face and arms, like the torso of some demon yeah you're like neat (laughs) (laughs) this isn't great i want no part of this um yeah there's 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 a couple designs here that are kind of innovative and other things that just feel much less interesting uh, as far as bosses are concerned um you fought a giant dog in dark souls one you find a giant rat in dark souls two you know it's just it's the same fight obviously no (laughs) but uh there's a lot of optional content in Dark Souls 2 as well. Um, Royal Rat Authority as a boss fight. Neither of us actually fought this time, I think. I did Royal Rat Authority. Did you actually? In yeah. Doors, Doors of Pharaohs? Or you, Not you... the big one. Yeah. That's Vanguard. Or am I getting... I think, yeah, Vanguard's the bunch of rats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't do the one giant rat. Yeah, that's the other one, yeah. There's a lot of rats in Dark Souls 2. <laughs> and spiders, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duke Steer Freja, Freja, Fraser, Fraser, <laughs> <laughs> Niles. Yeah, um, which is an interesting fight too. Yeah, like I, I'm willing to debate you on whether it was an interesting so, fight or not. That I'll was just my that experience. Open. Yeah. <laughs> um, throughout the whole area, I had a torch in one hand because mm-hmm. spiders don't like torches. I don't like spiders. <laughs> so we kept away from each other, but I chased them in a corner and killed them in case they decided to get uppity even when I had the torch and kind of bite me in the ass. Right. And I saw a playthrough of like somebody did it with a torch and the spiders in the actual boss fight mm-hmm. did not aggro against them. So he's able to just do DPS. Yeah. So I had torch in one hand. I did my fire resin Mm-hmm. on the katana and i'm just like fucking akimbo flames and i went in there and i got some slaps and so for me the boss fight wasn't crazy hard mm-hmm. um she, she's weak against fire i think right i think it does more damage yeah yeah, yeah. but you can only hit the heads yes because everything else is just like pure steel this is a giant boss for yeah. the for the unaware it's a listener. it's a shelob type spider yeah or the um Whatever the Legend of Zelda first tree, Great Deku tree fight is. Ocarina of Time. Nobody plays that game. It's been forever. But um, giant boss. You know exactly yeah. what it is. And this is like especially large. So like a bit larger than what giant spiders usually are in games. Two heads. One on either side of the boss. Um, so you can't then... just go and hit it in the ass because it's just like, I see you with my yeah. other head. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, it actually will like, there's, um, there's an animation actually for when it switches. Which head is like active, which is cool, and the uh, the it has like a giant laser attack that like sweeps side to side, almost you know, like Dark Souls or, laser. Yeah, you're like it's a spider. It has a laser attack. That makes sense. Um, but you had the torch, so that would have kept all the small spiders off off of you during the fight, which makes it a lot easier. Um, I went in here with some summons because I had cleared this. I think like before you got it because I was playing at like one a.m. or two a.m. or 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and uh like all of my summons died they're just like i will violently or 
valiantly, also violently as it turns out, uh, fight this boss right at the face and never move as it's like crushing them repeatedly, <laughs> lasering them, like legs sweeping through and impaling. I'm like, you're gonna die, man. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> it's like uh, NPCs in Skyrim where you have like the one guy is like, no, I'm gonna go punch this dragon in the face. I'm like, best of luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just like a merchant or something. He's just like, this is my call. And pulls out a Tired dagger. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's a really cool fight. And uh, immediately after that, there's a giant dragon, like a stone dragon, uh, suspended in that uh, arena that you actually claim the uh, old one soul from, which, you know, context, whatever, plot, lore, nobody cares. But it's cool. Visually, is a really cool looking area. Um, and, uh, arachnophobic people will not enjoy it i did not enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> the other uh we, we talked about the rats a little bit they have a covenant you can join which is one of two we mentioned um areas you can encounter the rats um uh doors of pharos and uh grave of the saints mm-hmm. are the, the two names from and um if you join that you have this uh there there's been pvp covenants for a while, they exist in Dark Souls 1. And this one, you have specific area PvP covenants. So you're just like, while you, someone comes through Grave of the Saints, if you're online um, as a Rat King covenant member, um, you can get reverse invaded, where that person who's trying to just make progress through the game gets pulled into your world, and then you can use these Pharos Lockstones. Um, you kind of just key items throughout the game. You kind of stick a... It's really just a fucking cube yeah. and what looks like a mouth recess in the wall. You close the mouth. <laughs> it's hungry. Eat, <laughs> eat up. But it will trigger something. Sometimes it will activate like a, a hidden door yeah. or do something else. But it's usually minor interactions for mm-hmm. optional content. And it's beneficial too. And these two areas, uh, when you're going through and you're activating these Pharos Lockstones, it will open a door and there will be enemies behind it. Or you'll set a trap or something like that. And so what Rat King Covenant members will do is they'll go through and they'll activate all these lockstones, making the area significantly more difficult for a human to make it through. Um, they are non-aggressive. All of the rats are non-aggressive to Rat King Covenant members. Mm-hmm. Um, and when someone gets pulled into your world, you just like show up because you get set in a specific area just like it was an invasion yeah and you're just like looking over the um like a ledge or something at the person at the beginning of the dungeon you're just like hands on legs good luck (laughs) like i've set up everything to make this really fun for you um and it's pretty great i think the game has a limitation on how many times like you can frequently be pulled into someone else's world um to keep you from getting griefed like unstoppably but in um, in my playthrough, I got pulled into Doors of Pharos by a player and immediately slain. The guy just like jumped out and murdered me and my poor mage back. Um, and I also got por- pulled into Grave of the Saints and killed by a bunch of rats. So that's fun. Earth life. Yeah. <laughs> the reward also for those covenants, if they get kills um, by on people, is more Pharos Lockstone pieces. So they can unlock more of the traps and rat ads and things like that for their dungeon. At a point, it's just like a wall of rats you have to like <laughs> swim through. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's cool though and it, it gives them their own like section of the game they can play in which yeah is cool. again drawing parallels to dark souls one yeah where you had like the forest covenant mm-hmm. and you could be summoned in to protect the forest it's kind of cool to have an affinity with a certain area and you're like this is my team yes we that... defend our house <laughs> That's a really good uh, comparison. We must protect this house. I forgot about the Forest Covenant, but that's exactly what this is. It's the Forest Covenant plus you can change some stuff about the area. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. I also like how different covenants can get you different rings. Dark Souls 2 has, you can wear up to four rings, Mm -hmm. full bling on one hand. (laughs) Yeah. No thumb rings because we're not hippies. Right. But you can have a lot of variety and a lot of the ones seem cool or specifically for PvP. Yeah. Is it going to be a problem that I wore all four rings on my thumb for my character, or is that that's a bad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were finger rings. My yeah. bad. <laughs> to the innocent listener, uh, toe rings. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. That was one of the um, the things I liked because one of the one of my big gripes with Dark Souls. It's not a huge gripe, but Dark Souls one was just there's so many cool rings that do cool things, yeah. and you're like, pick two here's four like here's 10 things that you want to use that'll make your gameplay better pick two i'd rather there be like 20 things pick four because then at least you know you can round out the cool thing you're trying to do yeah because if you're going into something it's like well that guy shits uh fire damage mm-hmm. it'd be great if i could have some elemental protection but i also want to attack him so maybe like an attack up yeah but also i'd love a stamina regen maybe a chlorinthy ring oh i'm already at two rings yes if you're playing Dark Souls 2 without a Chlorianthi ring, like, what are you doing? This game doesn't give you stamina. <laughs> this is the only ring that allows you to actually regen if stamina. If your stamina depletes, you actually have to restart. Uh, <laughs> you have to turn off and log back into the game. And it's like, oh, there you go. Yeah, there's your stamina. Speaking of that, I know I told you this, but for the listeners that I didn't tell, there's Everything two... is for the listeners, Jake. <laughs> this one's just for the listeners, though. Um... Those lady holes. <laughs> there is two uh, hidden, not like achievements. They may have been achievements. But accomplishments you could do. One of them is beat the game without dying. Tall order. So that's a thing. The other one is beat the game without using any bonfires, which is your ability to warp, to repair your gear, to restore your Estus, all of that. Um, And completing either of those gives you a ring that makes either your left hand or your right hand weapon completely invisible. Which would be insanely crazy for PvP. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's bugged. I can't see his knife or long sword. And then you're like, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. There's actually, um, Dark Souls 2 has some cool weapons. One of them is a blue sword, which is a really stupid name for a weapon. But uh, it's not even blue. <laughs> actually, it's just like silver. Uh, but it's a straight sword that you can cast sorceries from. Huh. And so you're just like, uh, if you use that and you had that ring, it's like invisible weapon you just cast sorceries from your fist <laughs> you just <laughs> hand in the air like lightning sphere comes out or whatever it is right that would be a miracle but still it still counts it's uh, that is interesting i there's a lot of dark souls 2 content whether it be optional bosses or just the core items and builds as far as pvp that i have not seen outside of like the occasional youtube video yeah correct me if i'm wrong uh-huh, there's will. like glide wings in okay. Dark Souls 2? There's, there's like, moth wings. Yeah. And they can get... You have to New Game Plus um, Medulla, and eventually the shopkeeper sells them. I think it's, like, New Game Plus 2 or something like that. I got invaded by a guy that was in full, like, 
moth set. <laughs> I was like, I'm dead, aren't I? <laughs> I was dead. <laughs> the monarch. <laughs> Very similar. It's cool that they add like all these things. I just, I don't think I have the patience to go through and see them all. Yeah. I feel like I missed the boat. If I had gotten in Dark Souls 2 when it came out, like it was like, okay, sure. And then I go back for Scholar of the First Sin. I'm going to keep kicking this table, apparently. That's what I've been doing. The table learned its lesson. Let's keep kicking the table. <laughs> but if I had gotten in then, I think I would have definitely gone through more content. Yeah. And gone back, just like when we did Dark Souls 3, played the game, and then we played the DLC at the same time yeah. when it came out. It was a big experience then. It's been like like half a decade since Dark Souls 2 came out, so... like. It's a long time. Yeah. There's not a ton of people playing, but I did find a surprising number. I don't know how many other people are recording podcasts on Dark Souls 2, but more than you'd think. But reach out to us. <laughs> we need sponsors. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I did see spon- a good number of Sun Bros. That's true, yeah. Which yeah. is cool. And I got invaded way more than you did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Because I was human a good portion of the time. Yeah. You don't actually have to be in Dark Souls 2. This is the only game in the series where you can be invaded while you're hollowed. There's... Let me rephrase. People like me. <laughs> they think it... Dave? No, I'm not going to invite it. I'm not going to invite a guy named Dave. He's Dark not, Light? He's not worth That's a it. stupid name. <laughs> yeah, Dark Light. That's, again, it was very, very edgelord. It was Hex. I knew I was going for a Hex build, so I was like, what is Dark? And it's like, it's stupid. It's real stupid. But I was going to say, do you remember my name? But I'm now remembering my name. I think it was just it Dave. It was Dave. Yeah. I, was, I was not creative. I didn't customize my character at all. I'm just like... This will do. The only thing that was misrepresentative about it, because it was your name, right? Like, that's that's directly you. But it was a lowercase d. And I know in real life, you have an uppercase d, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, an easier co-op experience, for sure, than the uh, Dark Souls 1 without any external tools, which was basically impossible <laughs> with vanilla game. You need so many mods. But in this one, we have a ring. They uh, add a, a named god ring. Name of the gods, ring of the named. Usually they ring were of the gods. tied to some type of covenant. Yeah. So we'd both pick the same one. Mm-hmm. So it'd be easier for us to match as far as connecting. And then we could see each other's signs and summon each other in. Yeah. It was convenient. It was a nice little touch. And they got, went even further, even further beyond <laughs> in uh, Dark Souls 3, where they're like, you can just type a password in as a setting. And other people who have the same password can just co op with you no matter what. Which is nice. <laughs> yeah, they that was the that was using going back to your analogy. That's the adult Dark Souls where they're like, we've been trying to like limit this and things, you know, for balance, and nobody cares. They play the game twice, maybe once. We'll just let them do whatever they want. But Dark Souls Two really like paved the way for that kind of uh, that idea where it's just we'll let players play however they want. Really, in three, they were. Um, kind of a lot more forgiving in some ways as far as like how you're going to equip your character you can use whatever armor you want a lot of the weapons are viable um and then they they balance some of that out with ideas like soul memory which people hate it's not the best (laughs) but it was interesting they actually didn't have the agape ring in at launch which is the ring you can equip that makes it so you don't get souls at all um and then they're like this is we have to go back on our idea 
because the problem was they didn't want people invading you like undead berg at level four you show up and you've got like your broken shield and like a dagger yeah and you have some high level person come in and gank you yeah just like flaming sword covered in demons i don't know yeah but the whole thing with soul memory is there has to be a close enough range between your soul level and the soul level of someone who is joining your world yeah but it comes to be a huge pain in the ass when you're trying to do co-op stuff Mm -hmm. because jake and i were playing separate games and would then join in to smack up on somebody for boss fights right Mm -hmm. but let's say jake went to go take a pee break or Mm -hmm. go eat or something (laughs) and now i have a high enough soul memory where I can't have him join my game or vice versa. It's a pretty long pee break, but the example still checks out. He's still peeing to this day. <laughs> he has like a... I apologize to your carpet. <laughs> no, I was going to say you could have one of those bags. Oh, yeah. The catheter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have catheters, equipable item, but one of the cool things you could do is use bonfire aesthetics, which they never came back with. The idea was all of the area around a bonfire... If you use this item, which is almost always available in the late game, very limited in early game, uh, you take that area and it immediately goes to New Game Plus. The enemies get stronger, they provide more souls. There's a mechanic in Dark Souls 2 where if you killed a specific enemy enough times, it would stop respawning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't actually hit me this time, which I'm kind of proud of. Actually, no, it did. Take that back. But in uh, my first playthrough, I definitely had enough problems approaching like a boss. Like, or struggled to kill a boss so many times that eventually the enemy stopped spawning. And I'm like, she's like, well, just let him in. Let him in, yeah. (laughs) It's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that, actually. Um, But uh, Bonfire Static makes it so those enemies are stronger, they have more health, they do more damage, they're worth more souls. The bosses respawn, and they'll drop new items uh, in some cases. So there's, like, the plus two version of Chloranthi Ring. You know, like, one of the bosses has that. You can get them in New Game Plus. Um, so you can kind of like stagger your play through like, hey, stomping this boss, I'm at a good point, but I want some of that higher level drops, but I want to commit to, or you're at a midpoint in the game where you can't go to new game plus yet. Exactly, yeah. But you're like, hey, I'll take this increase in difficulty briefly for a reward. Yeah. And as soon as you make the choice to like jump to new game plus, that's just a plus one to every single bonfire. So if you're already at like plus five, because you really like killing that boss, that becomes a plus six. And maybe you just made the game really, really hard. I took a screenshot of this, um, and paraphrasing the quote, it's basically like, uh, what is changed cannot be undone whenever whenever you use a bonfire aesthetic, which is cool. I like that. Um, but uh, So is that area then permanently New Game Plus? Yes, permanently oh, New Game Plus. But just for that area? Yes, whatever's immediately around the bonfire. Each boss is tied to one bonfire, um, usually the one closest to the boss. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's a bonfire after the boss, though. Like the Executioner's Chariot. There's a bonfire there for that covenant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that's that's where you have to burn the ascetic. I, I mean, think. that is the closest one, though. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But then in order to get to the boss, you have to jump to the other side, fight your way through the enemies, and get back to the chariot. So, <laughs> hey. Gotcha. It's a cool idea, and they never came back to it. And I don't play Dark Souls in New Game Plus. Like, I stop after yeah. Like, I'm like, I beat the game, throws down a controller, <laughs> fucking done. <laughs> I sell the console, buy a new console whenever yeah, I want to play It's a game good game. feeling when you complete Dark Souls content, mm-hmm. because it always will be challenging for me. 
but like it's not meant to be like a casual game it will throw challenge at you the challenge does get it is readable and predictable to a point like every time i walk into a room i do like a camera check for like corners i'm like who's gonna try and stab me (laughs) and dark souls has taught yeah yeah even which is really complicated when like i come over to your apartment i'm like (laughs) all right corner check what's going on but i mean all the times i would have stabbed you you stopped that yeah because you're checking so stab or no stabbing (laughs) yeah oh man (laughs) aka i should have you fucking committed um (laughs) And then the very last thing here I had was, um, and people didn't, some people didn't like this, but agility. And this is something I didn't realize till the end of the game. There's a stat called adaptability, and it gives you a stat called agility. And that's the Darius stat. And it's how many iframes you get when you roll. And that, it's how is fa- that the only thing it controls? And how fast you use Estus. So, oh my god, that side tangent, that is one of my biggest complaints about Dark Souls 2. Yeah. It felt like very slow but dark souls one was very weighted and deterministic for how everything played as Mm -hmm. far as my experience and recollection yeah but in dark souls 2 things felt kind of weird but anytime i tried to use an item like a healing gem or an estus it was like i fucking had to like mail it off to somebody first (laughs) and get prior authorization then they call me back like you're good to use the estus now i'm like all right i'm gonna have a quick sip of this capri (laughs) sun and yeah. by then, I was already hit by an enemy attack because I thought I had more time to react. Yeah. So I think I think the minimum people put in this is like five. It was like ten or twenty points for for PvP. I ignored it entirely. So every time I used Estus, I was putting myself at huge risk, um, and I would get hit by attacks that I a roll would have saved me from in Dark Souls three by default or yeah. Dark Souls one. Um, flip side of that, uh, it makes PvP better because it's harder to use Estus. In Dark Souls 3, it's the most forgiving of all of these for Estus. As soon as you start the animation, it's just like, to your lips. And then you start chugging the, the Estus. I just did a weird motion in real life. And... It didn't look like he was chugging Estus, <laughs> all I'm saying. But uh, you start healing immediately. And then yeah. once you get hit, the healing stops. Whereas this one's like, are you, do you want to heal? you want to heal? Like, you know, TCP handshake, basically, like you said. <laughs> and then the healing starts. And can still be interrupted. So, it's it's tough. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess if you max that out, is it is it as fast as, like, do you want to see me drink Estus? Do you want to <laughs> see me drink Estus again? again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have never done a playthrough. I don't think I've ever put points in that stat, to be honest. It's not uh, it's not strength, so. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to make a point. They there. did have a pretty broad diversity as far as stat allotment. Yeah. Because I think one was specifically for equipment load. Mm-hmm. One was specifically for health. Then you have your scaling stats like strength, dex, intelligence, faith. Attunement. Attunement. Yeah. And which like, is just for definitely. slots. Yeah. Dirty it's, slots. It's it's dirty slots and it's casting speed in Dark Souls 2. Oh. So that's actually amazing because in Dark Souls 1, it's just slots. Dark Souls 2, it's slots and casting speed. More and, and faster. Yeah. And Dark Souls 3, they split it off again which I actually hate as a caster, and that's one of the ones that's harder to be a dedicated caster in mm-hmm. because your casting speed is attached to decks. Who's going to split points into that? <laughs> Dex, Int, Attunement, like Health and Endurance, Casty Boy is a weird build. <laughs> I sound so surprised because I have never played a caster in a Dark Souls game. Yeah. 
it is a, you, a stretch goal for me. <laughs> but the the strategies basically get like ten strength, give or take two. Ten dex, give or take two, depending on what weapon you want. Mm. Never touch those again. Leave those alone. Don't put points into health until you're like level hundred plus, <laughs> and then max out uh, whatever you actually care about for casting. <laughs> There you go. You're now, you're now, now a caster. I know so much more now. You can excel at PvE and get destroyed by absolutely everyone in PvP because every spell is readable. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the Dark Souls life. Speaking and of... what a life it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what a life it is. Uh, if you would like to hear more about our adventures into video games, you can feel free to email us at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com like us on facebook or join the discussion there at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast we're always happy to hear fan feedback and until next time we'll see you in the next one i think the poll on facebook should probably be what's coming next at some point bastion or dark souls 3 it could be Your side until hope has fully withered. <laughs>